Now, acceptance with God is huge, and it's huge for the believer, for you. You want to know with absolute certainty that you will never be cast away, and that you do not do this today to bring some kind of judgment upon your head, that this is acceptable to God, just as Cain and Abel, one worshipped acceptably, the other was rejected one by the fruit of the ground and the other by the blood of the Lamb that was accepted. Now, the grounds upon which we are guaranteed acceptance is the resurrection. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and our message today is on Luke 22, Remembering Our Lord Jesus in His Death. The born-again, blood-washed Christian who is living in obedience to God is called to remember the Lord Jesus at communion. The Lord instituted two emblems, the cup and the bread, to remind each believer of their indebtedness to the sufferings of the Lord Jesus. The cup, of course, reminds us of that blood that was poured out, and the bread reminds us of that perfect body that was bruised and crucified that we might be saved by the death of the Lord. And so I invite you to join with us through the program today. At the end, we'll be dealing with Vinewood, Ezekiel chapter 15, and how it is to be burned. So stay tuned as we let the Bible speak today. And we are that people that are liberated. We are no longer groveling, making bricks, and by hard labor trying to work our way into God's acceptance. Our sins have been dealt with. They're gone As far as the east is from the west, the Lord remembers them no more. They will never meet up. You'll never see those sins again when you plead the power of Jesus' blood to cover them over. And so to eat and to drink worthily, and that's what the apostle exhorted, that we we must eat and drink worthily to do so we must enjoy the liberating power of the gospel in our souls. There must be a a readiness to say, I have been set free from the guilt of sin, from the curse of it, the shame of it, and the judgment of it on that great day. I'm free, free. Hallelujah, I'm free. And so as you take that cup and bread, you don't do so as a slave, but as a son. You do so as free. This is a a living, voluntary, personal expression. This is my faith and my delight in what my Savior has done for me. Number three, we come now to the Lord says, remember 
the perpetuity of my sacrifice. It's not the thing of a day. Now, we know there was a day when our Lord died on the cross. It was A.D. 33. It was Passover, and there was a particular hour when our Lord expired upon that cross, when He cried out, it is finished. But you know, and we sing it in our hymn book, the blood shall never lose its power. I remember my early ministry in Vancouver area, a young man asking me the question, how is it possible that what our Lord Jesus did at Calvary all those years ago remains powerful today? Now, the answer to that, of course, is that our Lord Jesus offered up Himself in the power of an endless life. He's living, and He's representing us at the throne of God. And by that blood that He poured out on the cross, it's not lost. It's not in the thirsty sands of Jerusalem. That blood is in heaven and in the very veins of the Son of God in a real human body. Jesus, by His own blood, intercedes for every one of His redeemed. Now, it's very interesting to look into that word, the power of an endless life. It's one of those Greek terms with a negative A at the beginning, and you have the word that really means dissolved, but it's the negative A prefix. It cannot dissolve. It cannot end. What a wonderful gospel. What a wonderful reality. And we can meet all the days of our lives. How many communions have you had now? Maybe you've counted them. In the Free Presbyterian Church, you would have 12 per year if you've been present at each one. How many years are you a Christian? And you come again. You come hungry. You come thirsty. You come yearning that you might receive a blessing afresh. Let me tell you, the blood has not lost its power. Our Lord Jesus effectually intercedes. And as you take that cup and that bread and you say, Lord, I believe, I rest, I rejoice in Your atoning work for me. There can be, by the Spirit, a wonderful reconfirmation of that work in your soul. But I want to give you a word of counsel. Don't stop at the sign. These symbols we're using, the cup and bread, are but signs they are visible signs. They are helps to us, to our weak faith. But just as if you were driving along a highway and you're feeling, boy, I'm getting hungry, and you saw maybe on a field a billboard, restaurant, well, what would your favorite restaurant be? If you're coming to Berry someday, you might see Chick-fil-A, five kilometers ahead. What would you do? Would you slam on the brakes and go into the field and stop at the sign? 
That wouldn't work. You use the sign following its guidance to the restaurant. And that's where you're satisfied. Your hunger is relieved. These signs are symbols pointing us to Calvary, to the cross work of our Lord, to his wounds, body and blood. It was a real body. It was a human body. That's the bread. He's the bread of life, bruised, broken, wounded for us. And it points us to his wounded side. The cup points us to the life that was poured out. The life of the one who was eternal life. And yet he offered up his life in our place that that life may become ours. And that satisfies our souls and that thrills our hearts. And the Lord says, don't stop at the sign. Believe on me. Look unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The next thing the Lord asks as we remember him is to remember the acceptance of his sacrifice. Now, acceptance with God is huge, and it's huge for the believer, for you. You want to know with absolute certainty that you will never be cast away, and that you do not do this today to bring some kind of judgment upon your head, that this is acceptable to God. Just as Cain and Abel, one worshipped acceptably, the other was rejected. One by the fruit of the ground and the other by the blood of the Lamb that was accepted. Now, the grounds upon which we are guaranteed acceptance is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And when God raised up His Son, there was one bold statement. It's enough. Jesus did enough. His sufferings were completed. The payment of sin was out in full. The whole account is settled. And just as our Lord cried from the cross, it is finished. What a wonderful heartbeat it gives you as you take the cup and bread and you repeat and you rejoice in the truth. It's finished. It's finished. I'm not here repeating or adding or improving on or trying to in any way make this better or supplement what our Lord did on the cross. It's finished. This is just to help me to see it and to grasp the totality and the power of the cross work of the Lord Jesus, so that the Father hath accepted him. Turn with me to Ephesians 1 and verse 6. This matter of acceptance is so important to us, and it is really based upon the acceptance of Jesus' sacrifice. And it says here, Ephesians 1, 6, which is addressed, of course, to Uh, believers, 
to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted. Now let that sink into your heart today. It's not just that on the cross our Lord made the Father to be at peace and made himself to be accepted, but that through that work he did on that cross in A.D. 33, that we who come to him by faith and are united to him by faith, we are made accepted. Look how it's it's stated here, wherein he hath made us accepted. There was a time when we were not accepted. We were sinners. We were guilty. We were condemned. We were strangers to God and to grace. But now, by this union, this faith, this trusting in the finished work of our Lord, that God hath raised up His Son, accepting the offering, now our Lord Jesus makes you and me to be accepted. And when you take that cup and bread into your hands, you can sing, Accepted am I. Accepted am I. Don't let some superstitious, mystical fear drive you away from taking that cup and bread. Take it with confidence. Take it with assurance. Take it with delight. This is the Lord saying to me, I can do this. I may come in this way. And I am assured that I am accepted in the Beloved. We sing that hymn, uh, 618, In the Beloved accepted am I, risen, ascended, seated on high, saved from all sin through His infinite grace, with the redeemed ones accorded a place. In the Beloved, God's marvelous grace calls me to dwell in this wonderful place. God sees my Savior, and then He sees me in the Beloved. Accepted am I. Is that the peace, the assurance, with which you will take that cup and bread today? Do you have that? It's offered to you. It's rightfully yours by faith through the Son of God. No one's trying to hold you back. No one's trying to say to you, you should not do this. When the Lord invites, remember me. Come. Come and do so by faith, with acceptance and assurance. Lastly today, The Lord says, remember my love for you in my sacrifice. I hope you noted that every one of those pointers are based on the sacrifice, every one of them. 
It's all to do with Jesus' death on the cross. It's all to do with His blood atonement. It's all to do with that covenant agreement between the Father and the Son that Jesus would stand in in the place of His people, and God would deal with His Son all the righteous judgment for sin, and every one of His people would be redeemed. Now, it was an arrangement of amazing love. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man would some dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the proof of his love, the argument in those verses, is the sacrifice our Lord Jesus offered. How do I know that Jesus loves me? Well, of course, we know the little chorus, the little hymn, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But the Bible is all about the cross work of His Son. When you lose sight of the love of God in your soul, remember the Lord Jesus in your death, in His death. Look even beyond these two symbols and see the vast ocean of love for your soul. It's wonderful, it's precious, and it's for you and me. And we show our love in return when we take this cup and bread. This is our show of appreciation. In Corinthians, we're told, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show, declare, or even preach. You tell others the Lord's death till He come. And so this communion table, these symbols, are a demonstration of the Lord's love for you. But as you participate and as you take this bread and cup, you show forth your love for Him. That's why it is so crucial that we participate. And you're preaching a sermon today. You're preaching your faith today. You're declaring what's in your heart and what is between you and the Son of God. You do this publicly. There are no private communion services. And you do so happily with joy in your soul, and you do so expectantly that you will receive a blessing. This is a means of grace. This is the way working of the Spirit of God so that He come and ministers and works grace, gospel power in your soul as you partake and as you demonstrate your faith and your love to the Savior.
And it's a happy faith. It's a blessed faith. It's a personal faith. And I trust that everyone will enter in and demonstrate personally your delight, your devotion, your love to the one who has redeemed you by his blood upon that cross. Oh, tell me more, so much I need his power to keep, his hand to lead. Oh, tell me more of him, my love, until I see his face above Oh, tell me more of Christ my Savior On this glad theme dwell o'er and o'er His boundless grace His saving favor his precious name, oh, tell me more, oh, tell me more, so much I need, his power to keep, his hand to lead, oh, tell me more. His face above Oh, tell me more And I repeating The happy news Shall spread the joy And this is Pastor blessed Lord Thy work completing Till songs of praise Our lips to cut the dead wood off the vine Prepare for another year's growth No more So much I With wood from the vine It is too twisty, too fickle to build anything it also disintegrates rapidly. Oh, Dead wood from the vine is for burning. It must go up in flame. Its ashes then become fertilizer for the soil. This well known fact was the fate of the Lord said to his that Israel was a vine fit only to be burned. God would do to Israel what the farmer does to the wood of the vines. God said, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, as the vine tree among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire for fuel, so will I give the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That's Ezekiel 18, verse 6. The reason is also given in verse 8, And I will make the land desolate, because they have committed a trespass, saith the Lord. A trespass was an act of treachery. 
It was so grievous to God that he could not let it go unpunished. Did you know that God will always judge sin? God is so inflexibly holy that he must execute the full rigors of the law upon the offender every time and all the time. God judges sin to the full demands of the law. God cannot wink at sin. God cannot excuse his creature's transgressions of his holy law and still maintain his own holy nature. So take note, the sins that are committed in Canada today, God will also judge. And there is nothing else but the fire for that wood of the vine. It is useless for any other purpose. And that simply means that if a man will not worship God, if they will not bow the knee to the true God and worship him according to his word, they are headed for burning. You see, God created us to worship him. He made us in his image, in righteousness, true holiness of heart, with desires to honor and glorify our God and our Creator. But sin has entered our hearts. Sin has caused a rot within, and we are rendered useless to God. We are but fuel for the fire. How many Canadians realize this? Do you realize this? As the wood of the vine is only fit for burning, so the soul that sins against God is headed for judgment. The Lord Jesus said so in his parable of the vine in John 15. He said, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. That will be you. There is no escape. Vines that wither are for the fire. You were created to worship God. You have been called into Christ to be saved. You have professed his name, perhaps, and yet you have turned to the world and sin. But this is where the gospel becomes good news. God has found a Savior for sinners. He has provided a substitute on whom to judge our sins. You need to flee to Christ to be saved. That is the answer to the plague of sin within our heads and hearts. Go to the cross of Calvary. Isn't it wonderful that upon a tree our Savior died for us? While we were like vines or trees fit for burning, God's wrath fell on his own Son on another tree, the tree of Calvary. And there God poured his wrath upon his Son, and the Son drank the cup of wrath dry for us. Oh, do not be like the vine fitted only for burning, but repent, turn to the Lord and worship him. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of, the, of our faith, and be ye saved today. This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187 Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. 
For all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of his precious word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number which is 604-576-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdealfpc at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. And this is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today. And be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on this station for our full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of his word.